Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. Yes, yes, we are daring to be different once again. Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio with me, your host, Yaya Diamond. Welcome, what's up? We're going to have a wonderful show today. I just want to thank you guys for tuning in. Also on 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio in Northport, Florida, as well as Bomb Baby Radio in New York City. And also on the Caribbean Community Radio Station, all of Caribbean, all of you guys, I love you, as well as from West Palm Beach all the way down to the Keys on the east coast of Florida, you guys are the bomb. And, of course, the Dream Chasers Radio and TV Network, which will be going up on Roku and Amazon Fire Stick really soon. I'm working on that. We're almost finished with all the programming so that I want to thank you guys for your patience. Man, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful show today. We have the comedian, the Emmy-nominated Artie Fletcher on the show today. Welcome to the show. Yo, I don't know who Artie Fletcher is, man. It's George Clinton. He's Tear the roof off the mother, tear the roof off the mother, tear the Artie Fletcher. I don't know who that brother is. It's George Clinton blowing it up. How you doing, girl? Oh I'm doing good. What's up, Artie? You know, today I was bored, so, so I'm looking at pictures of some pictures of all y'all, you know. So I, I found mm-hmm. some of Reverend Barry, you know. Some of the pictures on that dude, he looked like he was in the band Wham. I know. <laughs> oh my god. I, I don't think anybody knows what you're talking about though, but it's so true. Barry was like the quintessential eighties dude. <laughs> so I saw that little interview with your mother. That was great. Thank you. Gotta, Thank you very gotta, much. Yeah, she was huge, man. Yeah. She was huge. Yeah. Very interesting. Hook hook a brother up. (laughs) Yeah. So so anyway, you guys are uh, a lot of stuff happening for your band. You guys are doing real well. Proud is very proud. I'm very happy about it. I'm I'm so excited about everything that's going on. But I want to try our best to see where it goes. Yes, definitely. But I want to talk about you. How did you get started? Well, I used to be a hooker. No, I'm, how did I start? <laughs> uh, in college, when I was in college, I got involved with booking bands because um, I played in bands most. I'm a drummer, you know. So then in college, I was booking bands. And after I got out of college, I said, I'm going to open up an agency. And I did. Party oh. Artie Entertainment. That was my first office. Oh my and, God. Um, as time went on, I got a couple bands um, looked at, and then I went to work uh, in New York for APA, major agency. I was there for a while, then I left and went on tour with Joan Rivers. Can we talk? Can we talk? So she, um, she's the one who really turned me on the comedy. She goes, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not. She would have two comics open for her, and then she decided to drop one of them. She says, you can do this, you can do this. And 
Um, you know, I had like five minutes worth of Amish jokes. You know, I, I mean, I really wasn't a comic, but I would start off every show. Oh, the funniest thing, Joan and I were coming from the hotel, and, and you know, I would tell a story or something. And then, um, then after that, I left and I started. I didn't start like most comics. I started because I knew everybody. I was I was opening up for like the Drifters, the Coasters, the Marvelettes, Shirley Austin, Shirelles. Uh, Anthony, Johnny Maestro. So I was always on these big shows with three or four groups. And then Joan Rivers got me an audition for William Morris in New York. They passed on me. And six months later, they signed me. So I owe a big part of it to her. But, you know, I was always told, and you read my book, talent will always prevail. Talent will always prevail. If you have talent... You know, I mean, I got—I was rejected 62 times um, before I booked anything as an actor. 62 okay. times, you know, most people would quit. Wow. But I, uh, my first big break, I did the voice of the Lego Maniac. All toys sold separately, <laughs> Maniac not included. So I did that, and then I did NYPD Blue, and the rest really was history. Did all the Law yeah. and Orders, I did all three. That to me I, is amazing. NYPD. I mean, wow. Well, I also did Third Watch, which was great. I did uh, uh, a show called um, uh, what was that called? One Hundred Center Street. That was on A and E. That was the first uh, show to ever be uh, filmed digital, and that was Sydney Lament Dog Day Afternoon. The verdict. And when I did Third Watch, I was in a scene with Roy Schneider. Roy Schneider is from Jaws. He won an Oscar. Right. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, right place, right time. Best thing is, again, talent will prevail. Keep your mouth shut. And now the Sopranos was a joke. I could never get the Sopranos. Oh, he's not fat enough. He's not this. But meanwhile, I auditioned against nine of the guys from the Sopranos for the Eclipse Gum commercial, and I got it, and they didn't. So... You know, you can't get frustrated. You just move forward. Just move forward, you know. Do your best. Yes, That's definitely. all you can do. Definitely. You know, wow. Um, so, um, you know, I would say luck is a big part of it, but that's not true. Um, little things. Like, I would, I would go to these casting agents, you know, so many times. I'd bring them donuts, I'd bring them bagels, so they always remember me. Me and a guy mm-hmm. named Jim Florentine. Jim Florentine and I were in the movie White Chicks, White Chicks Incorporated. I love that then, movie. Right. That, well, that one you're talking about, the Wayne Brothers, they got sued. They ripped off what? White Chicks Incorporated. They got sued. They got a cease and disorder. That's why that movie was only out three weeks. I went to video. Oh uh, it was funny because White Chicks Incorporated had a lot of comics in it. It won the New York Film Festival, Montreal Film Festival, uh, Aspen Film Festival, and then White Chicks came out, the one you're talking about. Right. So, you know, it, and you know, as an actor, as a, as a performer, you don't get involved with that stuff. That's what you got managers and agents for. Um mm-hmm. 
So I wrote a book. You know, I got a book deal, which I was pretty proud of. I, I couldn't believe it. And um, and it's funny because I, my book was, uh, I had a black publisher. I was the only white writer they had. And wow. Maurice Starr got it out. Maurice Starr's New Kids on the Block, New Edition, Boys and Men. He's my manager. Uh-huh. And um, so here I am. I go to the New York um, book fair, and you got to appear, and you got to sign books. And it's all the buyers, you know, from all over the uh, world. And um, so I get there, and I'm looking for the booth, see the booth, and there's all black people in there. Yeah, oh like, no! <laughs> yeah, so Yvonne Rose, Yvonne Rose is just incredible. Tony Rose, Yvonne Rose is just the greatest people. And um, so now I see these other writers, and they're all brothers. And the, the one, this one black guy comes up to me and goes, "Yo, man, I think you in the wrong place." And I go, "Nope, here's my book." So Yvonne comes over. Oh, oh my God, you know. So now you're signing all these books, and you think, hey, man, these are sales. They're not. They go yeah. to the buyers. These are the people who buy them for their libraries, their stores. Their... So it was a lesson learned. Uh, it was 40,000 people first day coming through. Second day, there were mm-hmm. 52,000. Meanwhile, I had to do book signings at different Barnes & Nobles throughout New York City. And then I mm-hmm. did... I was on Howard in the morning. I did Good Morning America, you know, Good Day New York. And then I did a book tour. I did, uh, oh, man, I probably did 45 states. I think Mm -hmm. I did something like 200 cities. So you're grateful. You thank God that you were recognized. And I wrote that book to get through to people who, what I'm telling you is never give up. If you go to Amazon and you look at, you know, just read the reviews, you'd be amazed. Mm. You know, the reviews were great. And I was proud of that. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I always work, you know, I was out with Diana Ross for 15 years. I was Tower of Power for 12. Oh. I've opened wow. 255 acts. I was on the Temptations for Tops. Motown 25, reunion tour, I did that one. I voted uh-huh. for Aretha several times, Gladys Knight. Um, I've had a good, uh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm very happy. Wow. That, and, you know, and to see that you're a comic, you're a comedian opening up for musical acts, what was that like? Did anybody question that? No, because that's how it used to be. Now, how I got Joan Rivers, not Joan Rivers, how I got Diana Ross was there's a black comic. His name was Steve White. Steve White was around forever. He opened mm-hmm. for her for about 40 years. She said, oh, we should have another comic for the East Coast. And Steve White goes, you got to see this guy, Artie Fletcher. I mean, he doesn't even know he's white. You know? He goes, he's open for every black act you can imagine. So... They said to me, you know, hey, you know, don't look Miss Ross in the eyes and don't talk to her. I was like, okay. And uh, so I didn't talk to her for about three weeks. She would come up on the side of the stage and hear the crowd laughing. And she grabbed me one night coming up. She goes, baby, you did a good job. You're doing a good job. She goes, 
you're going to have dinner with us tomorrow. So they say that's like an honor, you know? So then mm-hmm. they say, she says, he could go on the plane. She's got a private plane. She takes the background singers, her conductor, three of her musicians, and her entourage. And that's who goes on the plane. Um, mm-hmm. So you don't have to ride the bus with the crew, you know? So I was I was on the back of the plane, as they say. But, uh, yeah, she was good to me. Um, I mean, I opened for Connie Francis. I opened for Jamie Brown. I, I'm looking at the pictures in my office there. I opened for Eddie Grant. Remember Eddie Grant? We're going to rock down to Electric Avenue. Right, right, right. Frankie Valley, Dion, Tony Bennett, Wayne Newton. Oh, my gosh. Paul Aka. Um... Perry Como, oh, God, Frankie Valley, voting for a lot of people, man. Oh Connie my Francis. God! Wow. And there's some great moments, you know, because I did Radio City Musical with Tony Bennett, you know, and growing up in Jersey, New York, you know, God, I went there on a class trip, and look, I'm performing here now. So those uh-huh. are the things, you know, and people don't realize the United States is a big, big place. It is. Really is a big place, you know. It's, it is. Uh, and, you know, it's like, you know, I just came up to Gallagher, and I'm looking at some of uh, these posters and flyers. Man, people paid $150 for the splash zone, 125 So you think about that, and you go, wow, man, these people paid to see me and Gallagher and paid that much money. So the fans, you know, it's all about the fans. Uh, we give them a good show. We, you know, two and a half hour show. Nobody does mm-hmm. that. We did. Um, you know, you might have had somebody who lost a loved one that week, and they came to mm-hmm. the show, and you had them laughing. Now you don't know. You would know that they, uh, you know, lost a loved one, but right. they, they, uh, they come up and tell you. Hmm. You know, they'll come and say, oh, my God, you made my whole day. You were funny. Um, you know, simple stuff like, hey, man, how come there's no Walmarts in Iraq? Uh-huh. Like, oh, why? Because they're all targets. Just simple, yep. easy humor. That's it. Yeah. Wow. So, um. Like, I've been blessed. Many people can't say that. No, they can't. No. They can't. Hard wow. Work. I mean, I I also went to the New York, New York School of Arts after college mm-hmm. now, which is fame. I had an audition to get in there. And wow. I'm a minority. I was, I was a minority. Wow. I was a comic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the first month you're doing Shakespeare, you're like, what the hell is this? But what it did is it um, uh, it got a lot of discipline out of that place. I was there for a year, and then I went to Weiss Barron. Weiss Barron is one of the top acting schools in New York, if not the top, Diana Weiss. And I studied under David Schumann, who coaches Richard Gere, Kevin Spacey, Courtney Cox. Um, he, he coaches a lot of people. He used to produce The Equalizer. So, yeah, man, you know, I, I work with some great people. 
Um, I learned a lot on criminal intent uh, from Vincent D'Onofrio. He's just a great actor. He taught me a lot oh. of little shortcuts. Um, yeah, man. Wow. You got, you got to seize the moment whenever yeah, you can learn. What has been the best moment for you? Like one of those revolutionary, you know, revolutionary moments where your whole life is just, wow, it's, it's changed direction or epiphany or has there has there ever been something like that during this time that when you've been? When I was nominated for the Emmy, I uh-huh. was in shock because I thought it was a prank. <laughs> Best supporting wow. actor. Because I never played a comic, a comedic role. I never played a comedic role. I've always played serious roles. So, mm. what that tells you, and I know that now, I didn't know that then, is that you're a good actor. You're not playing. See, when you're a, when you're a character and they 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 cast you, you're creating that character. You're making that person come come. You're making him real. And. That's not easy, <laughs> you know. It's not easy at all. No. But you get comfortable, and you start believing that you're that person, and you're not. You know. Oh. But yeah, I, I, like I said, I learned a lot, and I still continue to learn. You know, first of all, you were asking me. I was an agent before as a performer. You know, I I booked bands and managed groups and. And I got bored with it. I got four bands signed, and I said, I want to do something else. And that's how that started. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. Um, I haven't managed anybody in, oh, God, it's got to be it's got to be 20 years. It has to be easily. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I would say 18, 19 years. Yeah. So to wow. get back in the game... It's pretty special for me, and, of course, the artist has to be special. I wouldn't waste my time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, Reverend uh, Reverend Barry and the Funk is very special, very talented people. Now we just got to, uh, band's got to work a little harder now because, you know, next, next uh, will be um, distribution where, you, rec- you know, people know who you are all over the world. Mm-hmm. Give you just like your mother. <laughs> oh, happy day when Jesus walked. Oh, when he... Sorry, man, I went off for a minute. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. So... <laughs> so... Yo, yeah, okay, so... do that once more. <laughs> so yeah, you, you know... got any more questions? Yeah. Yes, I do, actually. You know, I, I'm full of questions. That's why I have this show. I, I'm, first of all, I want to thank you again for being on the show. But the second thing is, okay, so now you're back to managing a band. Tell me about that. Well, I never saw you guys. I just heard people were telling me about this band. They go, oh, you got to see them. And I've heard that a million times. I, I'm, um, I've been there, done it. Um, you know, when you were Tower Power for 10 years, you know, you just look at bands and go, uh-huh, uh-huh. I got to see something special. So you guys as a unit is what makes the band really good. Everybody has their part. You got some right. heavy hitters in the band. You're totally mm-hmm. different than anybody I've seen with horns. 
and you're playing your originals with conviction. Just like when you're playing your cover tunes, you play those with convic- conviction because you know the songs. So what a band doesn't understand, you got to play your originals the same way. Because if uh-huh. you don't believe in your music, who's going to believe in it? And I really yeah. believe Love Shy will be a national hit. Wow. My opinion. Well, right. You know wow. what I mean? So managing a band is, I talk to Barry, you know, I talk to Barry several times a day. Now, I call him before 10 and I call him after 5. Because we need a break. His wife, his wife started to talk. Hey. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's... uh. We're on the right track, you know. Now, my, you guys have been submitted to all the major promoters, you know, AEG, yeah. Live Nation. I mean, yeah, we're on the right path. Yes. Yes, definitely, uh, definitely. What, what is, you know, when you, when you look at a band, though, and you said they have to be special, they have to be a unit, they have to play their songs with conviction, um, before you saw Reverend Barry and the Funk, what was it like for you when you were looking for a band purposely? I mean, Reverend Barry and the Funk was not something that you purposely looked for in the first place because everybody talked it was, about it, but you were like, yeah, uh-huh, whatever. Okay, time out. I wasn't looking for a band. I got a great career. I know. Oh, I know, I know. That's my mind. That's what I said. I said you weren't looking for a band. You weren't looking. I, just People were just telling you about it. And you were like, yeah, whatever. I got a call yesterday from a promoter who brought me to England. I was in Mm -hmm. England in 2003. I was there so much, I almost filed dual citizenship because law and order's there. I was Mm -hmm. the first American to do, it's called Coronation Street. It's the longest running soap ever. And I was the first Mm -hmm. American, I was on two episodes. Then I ended up doing a Kit Kat commercial because I looked like Tony Soprano. They wanted, you know, they want to exploit that. I did a Kit Kat commercial. I did a Fiat commercial. So I was on fire. So I get a call from a promoter, Dave Turquoise. That's his name. Nice guy. He goes, I'll say okay. it's David. He goes, I'll say it's David because I think it's time to bring you back. People have been asking, you know, Criminal intents on reruns, and people see you. Now, now I can go back there a month and make the equivalent. Um, uh, say I make thirty thousand for the month, forty thousand. That's eighty thousand U.S. Mm-hmm. I have no desire to do that. How's that? None. Well, no, nothing. I need to focus on what's going on with you guys. I'm on two other tours, as you know. Uh, I'm on the uh, Jokes on You comedy tour originally. That was eight years ago. was Bob Nelson from all the Rodney Dangerfield specials. He had four HBO specials. The guy won an Emmy. Um, Him, it was me, him, and um, Rain Pryor, Richard Pryor's daughter. She left. She got a TV show. And then we took Sinbad. Sinbad filled in for a month. And then mm-hmm. I was in a car with Gallagher. He heard me talking on the phone with Bob Nelson. He goes, I'd love to go with you guys. And we're like, why? He's never worked with anybody. He goes, mm-hmm. I, you guys are talented. I love you guys. 
So we're like, okay. And he went with us. It was supposed to be a year. Him and Bob were like oil and water. Bob's born again. Bob hated the Gallagher, so he left. And uh, we've then brought on uh, uh, Michael Winslow. Did a couple weeks. Jimmy J.J. Walker. And then our agents and managers just felt that Gallagher and I were were the show. So right. we were supposed to be together a year. January was it. It's almost five years. So now the new wow. tour, as I told you, the new tour is going out in June. We'll be all over Florida. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. be Jimmy, J.J. Walker, Dynamite. Uh, <laughs> me, him, and Bob Nelson. This will be the eighth year, I believe. When I wrote this and produced it, I was trying to put together a show for comedy like Disney on Ice. It would go out every year, every year, every year, and just change the celebrities. Now, we don't go one guy, two guy, three guy. We're on stage 70% of the time. Like an old vaudeville act, but, you know, happening in the year 2000. So we're pretty excited, but Jimmy and Bob don't want to do more than four or five shows a month. And that's good for me because they predominantly want to do weekends, and I can do both. You know, I can manage uh, Reverend Barry and the Funk, and do that because I'm going to have more time. I do a lot of I do motivational, but I'm that the market dropped out because I speak to, to big companies. Um, it's funny when you're a comic and you know they get you out there because of Law and Order and all the TV shows you've been on. But I also did graduate mm-hmm. Cornell, as you know. Right. Um, and, you know, I know what I'm talking about, so that kind of helps. Um, right. So that's fun. So I always look for a challenge. And then I'm on another tour. The original Bad Boys of Comedy was many years ago. It was Artie Fletcher, David Sell, Louis Black, um, Gilbert Godfrey, Jim Florentine, Jim Norton, um, Otto and George, the Reverend Bob Levy from Howard's. There was ten of us. We did a college tour, brought to you by Coors Light. So we were everywhere. So mm-hmm. I get a call about a month ago. Bob Levy, the Reverend Bob Levy, goes, "Hey man, why don't we do some dates, just you and I?" And I haven't done clubs in like fourteen years. I've been doing theaters and arenas and stuff. Yeah. So I say, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So, we decided uh, I'm going to be here in January. I'm sorry. I'm going to be here in June. Uh, The closest to you, I think, is Fort Myers. We'll be at Fort Myers. Um, Look, for all my dates, just go to artiefletcher.com. That's A-R-T-I-E, Fletcher, F-L-E-T-C-H-E-R.com. Merchandising, DVDs, CDs, T-shirts, the book, everything's on there. Check it out. Uh, I'll tell you, because we are everywhere in Florida. I saw your coverage. We're going to be at Kelsey, Kelsey Theater. I believe that's Lake Park, which is West Palm. We're going to be at the Boga Black Box. That's a whole weekend. We're doing three shows. Then we're going to be in uh, uh, Ventura. So mm-hmm. these are there, and then we come up to um, um, uh, uh, Fort Myers, and then we go to mm-hmm. St. Petersburg, 
Then we go to the Riley Center. It's another theater that's in Ocala. And then we go to Orlando. So we're covering some stuff. You wow. Know, we're, we're definitely yeah, doing our job. But, um, you know, I'm looking forward. I, I'm having my cake and eat it, too. I'm managing band. I'm going, you know, I'm getting a tour with two different tours with some talented people. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, when you, when you have Bob Nelson... You have Jimmy, um, J.J. Walker, and me. That's 80 TV credits plus. Yeah, I know. You know, we're bringing it, man. Easily. So, and you're talking about pure talent. Ain't no fluff there. There's some talent. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Jimmy Walker is 72 years old. And, wow, you know, and still going strong. Yeah, and you know, it's funny. I don't know why, because Jimmy's acts okay. It's okay. That brother gets standing ovations. Hmm. Um, and we, I can only figure out. I think it's because it's him. You know, people, kids, you know, grew up with him. Mm-hmm. He's still syndicated. He's on three networks. Um, you know, so God bless Jimmy. Good yeah. Dude. Good yeah. dude. So he goes, you're, and I sent him, I sent him Reverend Barry in the funk, you know, I sent Love Shine to Tower of Power, Eddie Money, Mark Farner from Grand Funk. Um, I sent that sucker everywhere. They're going to play Love Shine Next month on uh, Soul Talent Series and on Heart and Soul. Wow. So that's all I can do. You, know, you call that's, in some favors and see what happens. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. So for people who don't know Riven Berry and the Funk, it's the band I'm in, and I usually play a lot of our songs. And I played Love Shine, I think, last, I think two weeks ago I played it when we first debuted the song and it's gone it's gone viral since then um but you know Reverend Barry and the Funk is now managed by uh Mr. Artie Fletcher and man I tell you I want to thank you so much for seeing the talent and and for running with it and uh Great we man. are truly blessed to have you as a manager uh, amazing and amazing. they just signed and they're they they are with Ron Ron Beanstalk who's um, one, in New York, he's the top music attorney in New York City. I mean, he's got yes, the Gallagher, Smith. This dude has yep. everybody. I've known him since yep. I'm 18 years old. Wow. Oh. That's amazing because a lot of people that want to get in with him, he yeah. doesn't even give them the time of day. They can't get in. So um, that in itself is just, wow. It just, it, this yeah. is, this is, I guess this is my moment. To say that I am, I'm definitely a blessed person to, to even be at this moment with Reverend Barry and the Funk at, at this moment. This is this all happened me, within a month. Yes, I know. Within it's a been, month. No, it it was, it was eleven days when it happened. You did this in eleven. Okay, days. you know more this than I do. <laughs> yeah, you would know more than I know. It was eleven days. So, I'm telling you, it was eleven days. We're doing good. Yes. Yes. So is there anything else you'd like to leave the listeners today? Not really. If you don't know who I am, you've been living under a rock. But anyway, 
Go to artiefletcher.com, A-R-T-I-E-F-L-E-T-C-H-E-R. If you want to find out more about the tours I just talked about, Joy, this is an easy one, Joy, J-O-Y, comedytour.com, that's it. J-O-Y, comedytour.com. And I'm going to have to come to one of your shows. i got to sit in the audience. i got to sit. Oh, you guys will. You'll have a blast. I went. I, I got to. I have to. I have to. I think I'm gonna have and a great time. You guys time. are doing. You guys are playing at my birthday bash. That's that's a big thing yes. here in St. Pete area. I do it every year. It's called ATM. Artie, Tim, and Mick. And uh, ah. you met Mick. Yeah. yeah, we do it every year. And just having Reverend Barry there. We normally average two, three hundred people. Uh, we'll probably do four to five hundred. Um, mm. It's going to be good It's going to be very good oh, That's going to be amazing I can't wait Yeah, can't wait. We're going to have a lot of fun So looking uh, forward to seeing what I can do with the future I will give it my best uh, I want to see this band go to the top And we will And we will Well what yeah you now you got to work And work on those originals You know I'm taking a lot of pressure off Barry now So yeah. It, it, yeah. Should, it should be good. Barry's a good dude. He's very focused. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You got to hear the guy sing, man. White boy can sing. I can't figure it out. <laughs> yeah, he's got I, that voice. He's got a voice. I'll tell you. He's yeah, got that he, voice. I mean, I, I, I watched some of the videos how you stared at him going, damn. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Uh, so is Jr. Jr. has got a good voice. Oh my gosh, yes, Jr. does have a. a Jr. got this Fly Family Stone thing going on. Oh he's yeah. Got a little bottle. And he's got I different voices. I imitate everybody in the band. Yeah. He does. So I hope your listeners enjoyed this, and if you're a musician or don't give up on your dreams, man, hang in there. That's right. That's right. No, should not be well, your vocabulary. Yeah, no, unless you no, suck, no. somebody should tell you then. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, they should go low. You, you ain't got it. Yeah, you can like, you can like Taco Bell. They're nice there. <laughs> yeah. God. So it was a pleasure. Right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and let you go. But I love you very much. Thank you so much for uh, being on the show and also for doing what you do for the band. We appreciate it. And this is the song that he's talking about. This is Reverend Barry and the Funk's new hit song. This is our new hit song called Love Shine. We're going to play that right here on Dream Chasers Radio. Artie, I love you, and I will talk to you soon. I'll see you next Friday. Yep. Bye, honey. (laughs) All right, see you.
Yo, I want to thank you for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio with me, your host, Yaya Diamond, on 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio in Northport, Florida, as well as Bomb Baby Radio in New York City, and the Caribbean Community Radio Station in all the Caribbean and West Palm Beach, all the way down to the Keys on the east coast of Florida. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Mr. Artie Fletcher can be reached at artiefletcher.com. That is artiefletcher.com. And, of course, I mean, just the sheer talent of the entire crew that he's with and the things that he has done. And like he said, never say never and always say that you can. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're going to take our, our leave, and we will see you tomorrow night starting at 8 p.m. right here on Dream Chasers Radio.